The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's the final rewatch. The final rewatch. Final rewatch. Oh, it's the final rewatch before the new season. It's the final rewatch. I'm watching them all The final Stranger friends, and welcome back to the final rewatch. Yes, the final rewatch. I thought I'd try to be a little more professional and just say the final rewatch and not, uh, not, oh uh, God, I can't help it. It's the final rewatch. Dee doo da, booby doo peek doo. I've only got two chances left to sing it, so I'm gonna sing it. Oh, oh, my goodness gracious. Can you believe? We're so close. So, so very close. We're here talking the next to last new episode of Stranger Things that we've had in years. The penultimate, I believe, is the, the proper term. I, I learned that word recently. Um, I know the next one would be called the final, final rewatch. Oh, my goodness. Just the thought um, makes me sad and exciting or excited all at once. Um, this is the Stranger Danger podcast, but you know that already. But you know what else I wanted to tell you? Did you know that you can leave a message to me? And uh, there's a very high chance I'll play it on the show. If you go to fansnotexperts.com slash stranger danger, 
or um, if you go to any of the uh, posts in fansonexperts.com slash stranger danger, you will see a link to leave a message. And you click on that. You can leave a message using your cellular telephone and it will come directly to me and I will play it on the show. Hi, Stranger Danger. It's your boy, Blue Ivory. That's my music name, by the way. If you've got SoundCloud, hopefully you don't mind me plugging my music. Actually, no, I'm going to be respectful and I'm not going to do that because this is all about Stranger Danger, not me. But I'd just like to say, starting off uh, with... I love the Stranger Danger podcast. It's it's really it's really interesting, and I like uh, listening to the final rewatch. Alert! That you can do it better than me. Um, I really love this. Like this is my favorite podcast at the moment. I'm listening to it every single day, and I hope you do not stop making these episodes because this makes my life so much better. Uh, yet again, uh, thank you, Stranger Danger, for being there. Thank you, Stranger Danger, for making Stranger Danger, and I will see you on the next episode of the podcast. Bye. Thanks for making it again. Oh, my goodness gracious. Blue Ivory, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, hey, if you want to check out Blue Ivory on SoundCloud, go check it out. I, I you know, don't, don't worry about me. Yeah, yeah, you you want to, you can, this is what you do. You listen to Stranger Danger. Then when you got want to get your groove on, you go over to SoundCloud and check out Blue Ivory. Um, though he did compliment my singing, so you can get your groove on a little bit here too. Uh, I just, I am in awe that people find the show and listen to the show. I mean, I'm sitting here at, a, at my kitchen table right now talking stranger things to people all over the world, it seems like, which is baffling to me. I feel like... Um, like I have my own personal cerebro and I'm reaching out and, um, you know, singing into my microphone, much like Dustin. Uh, but we're, we're not there yet. We're not at that episode yet. But just the fact that there's people finding it, enjoying it and connecting uh, blows me away. Uh, Blue Ivory, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for listening and um, I really, truly appreciate the message and the fact that you're listening and the fact that you love it. That just, or, it just blows me away. Thank you. Hello, Stranger Danger. Only three days away from the Stranger Things 4 premiere. I am so excited. I love your podcast. It's incredible. I always listen to it every single night, especially the final rewatch episodes. Love the intro for it, by the way. I always end up singing it. But, um... Yeah, like, and it's nice to hear somebody, like, hear somebody talk about Stranger Things. Like, put everything aside, like, just to talk about Stranger Things. And I like that about this podcast. And um, I just want to say that I support everything that you do. And, yeah, bye. Awesome. In the app, uh, you didn't say your name, but in the app it says uh, you were Michaela. So, Michaela, thank you. So much for this message. Um, yeah, there's a lot of crazy stuff in this world, and I'm not here to talk about that. I'm here to do one thing and one thing only. Celebrate Stranger Things and talk about it over and over 
and over and over again. Uh, so thank you so much. I'm glad you like the singing too. I, <laughs> I, I get a kick out of doing it. I find it fun. Um, again, I appreciate you listening and, um, yeah, I'm gonna, you know, we have seven episodes coming up. Then we have two episodes coming up. Then we're going to have to probably wait a while again. Um, but I'm not going anywhere. This is going to, we're going to be around doing things, doing specials, doing book clubs. We still got, of course, nine episodes to get through. And these episodes are so long that um, I might be, by the time I'm done, Stranger Things 5 might be coming. Um, so get ready because there, there'll be more Stranger Danger um, over the next weeks and months. Faux show. Now, what are we waiting for? Let's get into Chapter 7, The Bite. Fun fair. This episode opens up at the Hawkins 4th of July Fun Fair. That was what um, my school called our school fair when we were kids. Uh, doesn't happen anymore, unfortunately. We used to have, so this was a, we were, we were a Catholic school, and every year we had the fun fair. And it was like, you know, on a much smaller scale, very similar to what you see. There were, is we, had, we had a big parking lot in front of the school. It's still there, but they just don't do the fun fair anymore. Um, we'd have a huge tent set up in front, right in front of the school with all kinds of games. We had rides. Uh, there was food, and it was just, I realize, like, looking back now, it probably wasn't that big. I thought it was the hugest thing in the world when I was a kid. Um, but realizing how big the tent was, like, how big the parking lot was, it was a big parking lot, but still, nothing like the Hawkins Fun Fair. Uh, and this one is special because, um, you know, Mayor Clients really seems to be uh, thinking that this is all people are going to care about when it comes time for them to vote for him. He is really, um, really getting the crowd going. You know, like, yeah, come on, ready for fireworks? Yippee! Um, meanwhile, we cut over, and oh, who do we see over at the Ferris wheel? It's the Wheelers, Mr. and Mrs. Wheeler and Holly. At least they're having a fun time. Their kids are running around saving the world, and they have no idea what's going on. Ted does not seem to like the heights, by the way, of this thing. But uh, Mrs. Wheeler is really, you know, excited to be to going up there. I mean, she's looking for any kind of excitement, it seems like. Uh, they stopped at the top. You know why they stopped? Because she slipped, a, was it Jimmy? Five bucks? So they have the best seats in the house to see the fireworks. Happy Fourth of July, everybody. So many great sights up in the sky. But wait a second. There's something... Something's getting Holly's attention. Um, the trees are moving. I'm sorry, the trees are moving? Just look at the fireworks, Holly. But Holly's right. Those trees are moving. There's something in the woods. And then we go to the credits. When we come back, not too far away from the fireworks are all our friends over at the cabin. Just to recap, we have. I'm going, I'm just closing my eyes and trying to remember everyone's name. Nancy. Jonathan, Max, Lucas, Will, Mike, and Eleven. She is telling them all about what Billy said. And while that's going on, Nancy, like, 
notices something. It's like, did you guys hear that? And Will grabs the back of his neck. He's like, he, he knows we're here. And uh, they all run outside and look. And down the trail, they see the giant flesh monster of goo coming towards them. Doesn't look that far away either. Back over at the mall, underneath the mall, Dustin is driving with Erica. They're all still very loopy with uh, Steve and Robin in the back. They're just, they're giggling back there. Like, what, what, what are they doing? Are they, are, they, are they on drugs? What's going on? Uh, they, they get back to the elevator. Dustin stole a key card. He swipes it. They ride the elevator back up. While that's going on, you know, Steve and Robin, Steve and Robin are freaking Dustin and Erica out. They're like, are you going to die? What's, 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 what's going on? And um, he's like, Dustin, Steve, I need the, the keys to your car. I need them. He's like, oh, yeah, the Russians took them. They took them. And they're just giggling and laughing about all of them. They get outside and Robin and Steve are like, oh, you could really taste the air. Like they're still loopy. And Erica and, and Dustin are like the parents here. They see these two security guards approaching them. And they're like, uh-oh, they... Book it. They run right back into the mall. Back over the cabin. I don't know. To me, it seemed like the monster was only about five, ten seconds away from them. Maybe I was underestimating how big it was, so it's it's actually much further away. But it seems like everyone was able to get back into the cabin and get weapons and secure things as much as possible. Well, at least Nancy got a shotgun. Jonathan has an axe. Um, and they're just kind of standing there. They're trying to blockade some things. But then Nancy says, uh, get away from the window. You know, how many times do you have to tell these these kids, get away from the window? And then the tension builds up as they wait. They wait. It's close. And boom, one of those tentacle arms comes right in through the window. Um, and they start hitting it with an axe. They shoot it. But it really takes 11 to control it and rip off some part of that arm. Then it comes in with more. They're coming all over the place. And she is just ripping those arms and tearing them, tearing them apart. And then the frigging thing comes through the roof. And it grabs her. And it gets her. They're pulling. They're pulling. They're fighting it. Lucas hits the, the, uh, the thing with an axe. They finally free it. Uh, but it, it bit Eleven pretty, pretty badly. Um, they ripped the thing off her. And she's screaming. She was still able to manage to get up um, limping a little bit, and she just uses her powers and is like, rips the friggin' face right apart, just in two. Obviously, it can put itself together back again, but it definitely, um, it definitely was hurt after what she did, and it gave them enough time to all jump in the car and hightail it out of there. Back at the mall, uh, they run, they're running back through the halls. They go into the movie theater, and they go into my favorite movie of all time, Back to the Future. Folks, if you enjoy me rambling about things and you're fans of Back to the Future, I'm just going to tell you right now, I have another podcast called Geek Mentality. It's where I do all these special projects. It's where I do my movie month every June. It's where I did uh, a, a special about sitcoms uh, during Christmas every day in December. And for the last two marches, I've done Marchy McFly, a Back to the Future special, where I watch Back to the Future every day and podcast about it every day. I did that in 2020. This past March, I did Back to the Future 2. 
in this upcoming March, I will finish the trilogy with Back to the Future 3. Shameless plug, but it is related because it's Back to the Future related. See? So it, it, it all kind of fits. Anyway, um, Dustin puts Robin and Steve into two seats in the movie theater. It's very funny. They're acting like kids, and he's yelling at them. People are shushing them. And he goes over. He says, whatever you do, don't go anywhere. They're like, fine, Dad. And then uh, Eric and, Steve and Dustin go sit down uh, in their seats. Like, he goes, man, I do not want to have children. Like, what are we doing? He's like, we're laying low like Oswald. And they're arguing about that because Oswald was you know, dead a week later. Um, so he's like, all right. I'll be right back. He runs out with his walkie-talkie. He goes, I need to go find us a ride. Speaking of rides, we uh, jump over to the Todd Father's car. And in the car, we see Alexi, um, Murray, Joyce, and Hopper. And Alexi's telling them how there are two keys. It's a two-key system. Uh, you need, But you need to go into the vault. And to get, you know, uh, and to get into that, you need to know Planck's constant which, according to Murray, is a very famous number. I think I've heard of it before, but I now only know it from Stranger Things. Hopper and Joyce start fighting over how they'll get in, if the military will show up after Joyce yelled at the guy, you know, why, where are they going to save the children? And then Murray just calls them out on it and just yells at them, stop your bickering and admit that you guys have sexual feelings for each other and get it over with. They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. Spare me, spare me. He's like, you have this mind-numbing bickering, so either stop or pull over, tear your clothes off, and get it over with. Alexi asks him what's up, and he's like, Mur Murray tells him, uh, oh, he, I told them that they should have sex. And Alexi's like, they have not had sex yet? And they sh he goes, no, and they share a good laugh about that. It's funny because Murray also pretty much did the same thing with Nancy and Jonathan. He's like, hey, you two, I mean, enough fighting. You guys are obviously... Um, a couple. I, 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 I know it when I see it. And so far, he's been pretty right. I mean, we haven't officially seen it with Hopper and Joyce, but come on. You know they, you know they belong together? Back with the uh, crew that left the cabin, I, I, I called them the station wagon gang when I wrote this down. I don't know why. Sounded cool at the time. Sounded very cool. Uh, they break into a supermarket. I have to assume this is the same market that Eleven smashed into uh, in season one and stole those Egos, which makes me think, makes me feel a little bad for that market. They've had, they've gone through a lot of glass lately. Uh, they get a bunch of stuff to try to clean Eleven's wounds, and I love that Max has a moment to take over. She knows you have to, uh, you know, stop the bleeding, then clean the wound, then patch it up. And she knows all this stuff because of, you know, all these skateboarding accidents she has. So she directs them all what to do. Like, go get a bowl. Luke's like, a bowl? Yeah, get, just go get a bowl. Nancy and Jonathan are looking for stuff. And they're talking a little bit. And they're like, that looked like the same monster we saw at the hospital, but so much bigger. You know, uh, Tom, and they said the guy's name, and I already forget it, Jake Busey combined to make that one you don't think like mrs driscoll said she had to get back you think driscoll's in there and maybe all the flayed and if we kill it we kill the flayed they didn't seem to have a problem with that i mean let's be honest you don't think those people are coming back from there do you so 
yeah, they know that they're going to have to take them all out by taking out this giant, scary monster. Um, we jump over to Will and Lucas, and they're, it's very funny because they're looking for a bowl. And so, of course, they look in the cereal aisle because what else would you use a bowl for except to eat cereal? And Will and, I don't know, I don't know, like they're clueless. But then they take a corner and Lucas is like, oh, my goodness gracious. They find all these fireworks. And Max is like, what are you going to do with that stuff? Uh, there's a bunch of gunpowder in here. It's like a stick of dynamite to, to fight that thing. We Eleven's going to fight that thing. He's like, yes, but it's always good to have a little backup. It's always good to have as much backup as she can get. Uh, while this is all going on, Mike and Eleven are having a, a kind of a quiet moment, a heart-to-heart, where he's... Um, apologizing basically about him and Max being together. It makes, he's like, you know what they say? I was just jealous. And they say it makes you crazy. It's like, what? Blank makes you crazy. B- boyfriends? But he, he wants to say love, but he doesn't. Um, and it's a, it's a cute little moment. And then all of a sudden, Mike, can you hear me? And it's Dustin on the walkie. He's trying to tell them that about the Russians. And it's great because Back to the Future music is playing in the background. Mike can't understand it, but he's like, it's the Russians. They've invaded Hawkins, the goddamn Russians. It's a, it's an awesome moment, uh, but they don't quite know what's going on, except they did kind of pick up the fact that um, something about movies and a gate. But um, the battery on Dustin's walkie is finally fading out, and he's like, shit, not now. He goes um, back to Erica He's like, do you have any batteries? She's like, why would I have batteries? He goes, I always carry batteries. Then why don't you have enough batteries? I need eight of them. Oh, they look down and they notice Steve and Robin are gone. (laughs) They're outside the theater sharing turns at the water fountain. Uh, The bubbla is what we call it in in Massachusetts. Bubbla, which is the Massachusetts accent of saying bubbler. A bubbler is what we call a water fountain. Um, and I found that out that it's not a, it's not what everyone calls it when I was in Florida once. And I said, oh, there's a bubbler. And they, what? Oh, they called the, I think they thought I was talking about a jacuzzi. Anyway, they're having a very funny conversation about Back to the Future. And then they're both looking at the ceiling, Steve first, then, then Robin. And they're like, whoa, look up there. And it's a little, they're all kind of tripping out and they're getting dizzy. And they're like, whoa, oh, oh. And they both run to the bathroom to puke up whatever's in their system. While that's happening, we see the Todd Father's car pull up into the parking space. Joyce and Jonathan head into the fair, but they, they're going to look for the kids. But they tell uh, Alexi and Murray, stay put. You stay right here, Freud, he called them, because he was examining their relationship. Um, they head in and... Hopper's apologizing for Murray, and Joyce is like, what? what? He goes, you know, he's just he's just a little weird. I just thought maybe he freaked you out a little bit. You seemed a little quieter. She's like, no, no, I'm fine. He's like, well, maybe he, uh, you know, I don't know. He thought he bothered her, but I don't think Joyce cared. And while they're walking by, Mayor Klein notices Hopper. Mayor Klein, let's be honest, should be accessory to murder. That's all I'm saying. We'll get there. Um, he runs to his car, grabs his phone, 
And he's like, pick up you commie bastards. So he's calling the Russians to let them know that Hopper's there because he's a traitor. Inside the, um, inside the supermarket, Eleven is in the void now, but we don't follow her. We stay with the kids. Uh, they're having an argument about new Coke. Lucas is talking about how, you know, the old thing movie's fine, but the new one by Carpenter, it's, it's so much better, bolder, um, a sweeter. And he's talking about new Coke. No, it isn't. New Coke, not good. That's why it's not around anymore. Um, and she found Dustin at the movie theater. There you go. Okay. He didn't say movie theater on the walkie. He, I think he did say gate, but he, um, she found him at the movie theater. Like, what's he doing in the movie theater? If he's so worried about the end of the world, why would he be at the movies? Like, you sure he said gate and not great? And they said, well, we're just going to have to close it again. And uh, they head to the mall with a ton of fireworks. But Max makes a comment, and Lucas says, keep mocking my plan, Max. Keep mocking my plan. But as they leave, we see in the supermarket, there's, I don't know if it's a bloody rag or something they ripped off of Eleven, but it's moving around. And we know, we know that means it's connected to the Mind Flayer, to all the flayed. So Steve and Robin are hanging out on the bathroom floor, And this was a really nice character moment for both of them. Uh, They're feeling better after throwing up. They don't feel dizzy anymore, but they wonder if they still have some of that truth serum in them. Steve makes a joke about, oh, when's the last time you peed yourself? He goes, oh, today, when that guy pulled out the bone saw. And he says, "Uh, let me try it with you. Steve, have you ever been in love? He says, yes, uh, Nancy Wheeler, first semester, senior year. Oh, she's, uh, she's such a priss. Why do you like her? He's like, yeah. Um, it turns out not really. She's not. Uh, see, Nancy doesn't know. Uh, Robin doesn't know the the real Nancy, but she will. She will. Uh, and Robin says, are you still in love? He's like, no. No, maybe because I found someone who is uh, better for me. Someone that, you know, I uh, probably should have paid attention to. You know, Dustin always says you got to find your Susie. It's like, who's Susie? That's some girl from Dustin, um, for Dustin at camp. I'm not even 100% sure she's real. But Steve basically says, you know, he, he likes this girl. He doesn't mention her by name. He says it like it's a different person. She's funny. She's smart. You know, she didn't even know him. He didn't even know her in high school, but he, he wishes he did. He wishes he'd spend time with her. And you can see Robin actually looks like mortified at this, like, oh, no, 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 no. And it's not for the reason you think it is. Um... She says, you know, if you really knew this girl, if you really knew her, you wouldn't want to be her friend. He's like, nope, that's, that's not true. How is that true? He slides over on the floor, on, a gr- on the gross floor, but he's like, I'm already covered in puke and blood. Well, who cares? She's like, remember why I said I was obsessed? It was because she wouldn't stop staring at you. And he's like, huh? What? Tammy Thompson. Tammy, yeah, but... That doesn't make any sense. Tammy, Tammy's a girl. Steve. Oh, 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 holy shit. Now, I mean, this is the early 80s, so people coming out was, I think, was, was I think, was, was a much bigger deal, and it was not, unfortunately, sad to say, it, it wasn't, you know, as accepted as it is today. And even today, things are not perfect. There are still assholes and bigots out there. Excuse my language. But, 
in the early 80s, I think it was more like, what? Like even the, the thought of it was like, what? That's like, really? I didn't know. Like, oh, my goodness gracious. Just thinking that someone could be gay. Oh, my goodness. Which is just sad, to be honest with you. Um, and Steve could have taken it like a teenager to be like, oh, or oh, okay, and just be like, well, you know, cool, cool, cool. Instead, his reaction was so great. He's like, uh, I mean, Tammy's kind of cute and all, but she's a total dud. And they make fun of her singing, and they have a good laugh, and you realize these, you know, Steve, okay, you know, there's not going to be romance, but you know what they do have? They're, They're forging just an amazing friendship. And you can see that even in that moment. Um, and what's cool is is this conversation, the talk about Tammy and about Robin, um, you know, coming out basically to Steve, this conversation is like almost sets up the entire tie-in book, The Stranger Things novel, a novel, Rebel Robin. Say that five times fast. Uh, which it, there is an episode of the book club um, up there right now. You can listen to it. It may sound a little choppy because I had to edit around some music that I got copyrighted for, and I or it was the podcast clip I played. Um, but the episode is there if you ever want to listen to it, and it was a really enjoyable book. I have to say, really good read. It's like these writers. I did, you know, I did. I read the Max book, the Robin book, and the Hopper book, and they just. They know the character's voice so well that you cannot, you can't not picture the actual characters doing it. So they have a great laugh about this Tammy, my wife's name, by the way, Tammy's bad singing. And Dustin and Erica find them in the bathroom and they're like, okay, what the hell? Back over to the supermarket. Remember that blood that was moving around? Well, it is connected. And Billy finds the blood. And he goes in there. He's tracking them. He touches the blood. And when he touches it, his eyes go a little cuckoo again. Like his his um, pupils really dilate. And you know that he's able to kind of track them. So jump back to the parking lot over at the fun fair. And Alexi and Murray are hanging out. Alexi, you know, has this idea. They don't go into it very deeply. But they do set things up here. He says, you know, if you turn off the key... Um, you know, you, if you turn off the key to this car, it stops the car, but the car still works. He goes, but if you wanted to turn it off and you didn't want the car to work, you'd want it to explode it, right? He's like, yeah, well, then you have to follow these instructions make, and make sure you're not near it when you do it because it turns people into dust, but then it's over. He's like, yeah, and then I become an American citizen and join the fun. And... Murray's like, so they set up right there. Alexi told um, Murray how not only to deactivate the machine, but to destroy this machine as well, because he saw it happen in Russia. And we saw what happened to those people. Murray says, hey, who says you have to be an American to join the fun? So, boom, they go right into the fun fair together. He tells Alexi all about how these carnival games are rigged. The games appear to be fair, but they're definitely rigged to put money in the pockets of the of the uh, carnival folk. He's like, ah, America. But he buys a bunch of tickets, 
and he's has him he's like he lets him go play them anyway. He's like I'm going to go find some semblance of food. And they get separated. And that's not good. We while they're walking in two different directions, we see um Joyce and Jim. They walk right by them and they find the wheelers and they're asking about the kids and she's like, "Oh, um I thought they were and they had to follow them into the ride." the same ride that I was talking about the other day, the, the spinning one. And they're like, oh, I, I thought they were, you know, I haven't seen them really, but uh, you know, they're all, you know how they are, they're all together. And Mr. Will is like probably getting into some kind of trouble. Um, the women running the ride is very intense and pretty much yells at them and forces them to stay on the ride. And they start spinning, they start sticking to the wall. Ted Wheeler is not liking it at all. Karen's loving the excitement. And Joyce and Hopper, just hold hands. I love it. They just, at one point, you see, they hold hands just to get through it together. Now, the mall rats, Erica, Steve, Robin, and um, Dustin, they are in the bathroom, but they're waiting. They're waiting for the crowd to get out of Back to the Future. Once they do, they blend in, and they're trying to get out of there, but he's like, yeah, we can't go to your house, Dustin. I might have told them who you were, and we and where you live. Did he say, I might have told him who you were, though. Like, what? You're supposed to tough it out. You weren't supposed to do that. But then they noticed that there are guards going, going through asking and questioning people. So they turn around and they run for it. They actually end up sliding down the, uh, the escalator. Very cool shot. I'm very jealous that they did that. Back at the fair, Alexi's playing dart games. And you say they're rigged all you want, but he... he, he um, Threw those darts, won that game. One more, mister. Won a big prize, a giant Woody Woodpecker. He looks at, at Murray. He holds it up. He's like, yeah. Murray holds up corn dogs. They're like, yeah. They're all happy. And just at that moment, scary motorcycle Russian man shows up out of nowhere with a gun with a silencer on it. And as Alexi's waving to Murray, you hear bang right when a balloon pops. At the same time, no one notices anything with all the noise. He says traitor in Russian. And Alexei's not even sure what's going on. He's like, what? Huh? He looks down. There's blood. He starts being like, oh, no. He's like, he starts getting dizzy. Murray runs over to help him. He goes and, you know, brings him down in between these two carts, lies him down. He's like, hold the pressure. He gives him his shirt, runs over, finds Jim. Jim, Jim, they got Alexei. They got Alexei. Hopper notices that there are Russian guys coming out. He's like, we got to go. They run. Uh, and Karen looks over and is like, they make an odd couple seeing them running off. And Mr. Wheel is like, there's a, you know, there's someone for everybody. Uh, Jim tells Joyce to go with Murray, get to the car. He runs into the funhouse. Um, and he's yelling, please, please get out of here. Get the kids out of here. One guy comes in and Hopper jumps him right away. And Joyce, they're leaving. They run into Murray. They go back to see Alexi. It's too late. Alexi's gone over a stupid corn dog. Murray, you feel like Murray must have such guilt in him right now. Inside the funhouse, Hopper takes the first guy out, gets his gun, gets his radio, but we see the main Russian guy, the main bad soldier, following him in. As Joyce and Murray are leaving, um, Joyce stops for a second. She sees Mayor Klein. She's like, he's like, Joyce, hi. Hey, Larry, smacks him right in the face, kicks him right in the nuts, 
awesome. Then they then they leave. So great. So now we get a, a really cool moment. Jim uh, is in the house in the House of Mirrors with the Russian guy. It's a really great visual. Uh, the guy takes a shot, but ends up hitting the mirror. And Jim's like, "Hey!" Fires multiple r- rounds right into his chest. Unfortunately, uh, but more guys are coming in with guns. The Russian's still alive because guess what? He had a bulletproof vest. Uh, Jim goes down the kid slide, which is pretty funny. Runs off. He's like, go, 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 go. They get in the car, but they have the Russian radio. And they overhear some Russian chatter. And they're like, what is it? What is it? What is he saying? And we hear that we've located the children in the mall. And now we cut over to the mall. We see armed men going through uh, the now closed mall. It's empty. They're looking for them. One of the guards sees movement behind a counter. He's like, it, he's radioing to them. It's them. I found them. They approach slowly, make their way slowly with their guns drawn. And then all of a sudden, there's a car there because there's a car, like there's like a contest, either a contest to win a car or sometimes there would be cars in malls. Yes, uh, because car dealerships would be trying to sell them um, and they'd be advertising them. So the cars start beeping and beeping and the people are like, what the hell is going on? And then you look up, goddamn Eleven's there. She, her arms are extended and she flings that car at them and takes them all out. I mean, she kills those guards and I loved it. They, the people, the kids behind the counter stand up. They look at the car. They're like, what the hell? Then they look over. They look up. They see Eleven. And all their friends. And the smile on Dustin's face. They, they, they come downstairs and Dustin's like, you took that car and you threw it like a matchbox. That was amazing. The big hug. And they're all connecting and trying to catch up. Um, at, like Max and uh, Max is like, I'm sorry, Eric is like, that's L. Robin says, who L? Dustin says, she has superpowers. Nancy's like, who, who, I'm sorry, who are you? Oh, I'm Robin. She cracked the code, the, the Russian code. We know about the Russians. Wait, there are Russians? So all they're, they're, they're connecting. The, the guys and the kids in the mall have no idea that there's the, like, the monster and all these flayed people. And the, the cabin folk, the cabin kids who are dealing with the super, you know, the, uh, what I call them, the station wagon gang, that have been dealing with the monster in the flayed have no idea about the Russians. It's all this stuff going on at once. Uh, but while that's happening and all the commotion, nobody notices Eleven as she walks over, kind of by herself. She doesn't look so good. Her, no, her nose is bleeding from both nostrils. And she collapses. And Mike runs over. He's like, what? What is it? What is it? He's like, my leg, my leg. They pull it back and everyone goes, whoa. And it looks pretty infected. And all of a sudden, wait a second, there's something inside her moving under her skin. And she screams. And the episode ends. And with that, the end of the bite. And with that, we now only have one more rewatch to do. What's going to happen with Joyce and Hopper and Murray 
dealing with the gate and the key. What's going to happen with everyone at the mall and the rush and the, the monster coming? My goodness. We're going to find out tomorrow. We're going to re-find out tomorrow. Uh, so, my friends, it's time to end today's show. I want to thank, every, thank everyone for listening and thank everyone for subscribing and following and, and rating on, on um, Spotify. It's, it's, I forgot what it was called for a second. Rating on Spotify uh, or rating and reviewing on Apple Podcasts. I truly, truly appreciate it. I want to thank Blue Ivory and Michaela for their voicemail messages again. Uh, thank you so much. It means, it means the world to me to hear you guys enjoying the show. Uh, you know where to find me. You can find me on Twitter and on Instagram at Geek Mentality. The show has its own Twitter account at StrangerDPod. And of course, all roads lead back to our website, fansnotexperts.com slash stranger danger. So until tomorrow, my friends, for one final rewatch, I want to thank you all again. I want to remind you to stay stranger, and I need to tell you to remember, stay away from the window! Fans not experts. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, Visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply.